Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verses 10 and 11. Whoever loves money never has money enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income. This too is meaningless. As goods increase, so do those who consume them. Boy, isn't this a truthful statement? Whoever loves money never has money enough. Whoever loves money never has money enough. Uh, I travel to Michigan frequently. And um, when people hear that I'm a pastor in Greenwich, Connecticut, this Mm. is often what I hear people say. They say, oh, being a pastor in Greenwich, that must be so hard because people have so much money. And it must be hard to share the gospel with them. And I say, you know, interestingly, people who have so much money, people who have just, they can afford anything, often it's actually somewhat easy to preach the gospel to them because you can point to their lives and say, okay, you have everything money could ever buy, but you still feel empty inside. Maybe there's something missing and that thing is is Christ. It's more common in my experience, at least, with people in the middle class who have a hard time accepting the gospel because they think that if they just have a little bit more, if they get another raise at work, if they get another promotion, if they get a nicer car than their neighbor, then they'll be satisfied. So there's always this striving, but it's people who are really absurdly wealthy that you can point to their lives and say, what's missing here? So the fact that I get that thought when I go to West Michigan, to me, it's just indicative of what the person who thinks that uh, believes more so than than what I actually experience here in Greenwich. Well, I live in Riverside, and Riverside, uh, if you were to describe it, it's it's essentially part of Greenwich, but it's almost like a new town because so 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 many houses have been torn down and replaced by new houses, beautiful houses, gorgeous houses, big houses, wonderful views of the sound and and. Uh, fantastic lawns and fences and all kinds of things. And I walk by these houses. I do a lot of walking and I, I walk by these houses and I don't judge them. We live in Riverside like they do. Uh, I also wonder because some of these houses are so amazing. I mean, they're not castles, but they're amazing houses. You have to wonder if that's just like, uh, you know, he who loves houses has never has houses enough. Probably it's not the only house they have. They probably have one in the Hamptons or Martha's Vineyard or Nantucket or someplace. I don't know who these people are. Uh, they're probably work- walking and uh, working in the, the money business, and I'm not even judging them. I, I love their houses. I just wouldn't want to live in them. And I, I just think they overwhelm your perspective. If you live in one, mm-hmm. I grew up in a, a relatively large house, but there were a lot of people in it. So mm-hmm. it, it wasn't that large, but it was, you know, it was not that rich, but it was, you know, wealthy. And, you know, I, I don't know what I even think of that house anymore. I mean, it was part of my upbringing. Uh, I'm very happy to be in a house that was built in 1871. And, you know, and I, I love where we live. I, I don't even, you know, I don't even know if I could live in other places very successfully at this point, because this is comfortable for me. 
but the whole idea of money and everything else, you know, it, it, it's, it's part of, you know, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's, well, the, what Solomon says here is, says that this too is meaningless. I think that's what I'm hearing you say is, look, um, I'm not striving after getting one of those huge houses. I, I'm more focused on the other things. I, I like my house, but I'm more focused on my relationships, on my faith, on scripture. When we focus on Christ more, then you know we kind of do join with what Solomon says here. That everything else it doesn't become meaningless. I mean, that's that's a really strong word that he uses. Of course, these things have meaning. We can use our goods and our wealth and our homes for the glory of God. We can use it to help the world. <laughs> Um, but we're really focused on the real meaningful realities in our life, God and relationships. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I think the realities in our life, you know, I, I think that we, one of the first things uh, we, we recorded, um, you know, going back to the beginning of September, we were talking about um, the law. Uh, and the, you know, the law is not like a policeman or something. It's when we're in sync with God's law that there is harmony in our lives. It's just we're not going against something. We're actually flowing with something. It's not always perfect. Sometimes, you know, you run into a rapids and it's not that great. But at the other times, though, I, I feel I don't concern myself what, tomorrow will bring me. I live actually in faith, not that tomorrow will be good, but that God, that I will be with God and God will be with me. And that's the only thing that actually means anything to me. Mm -hmm. 